Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big Picture Skiing Podcast. On today's show, you're about to meet Henrik Bjørsten, a cardiac surgeon and inventor of something he calls the VPEX system. I'll let him explain in the podcast, but really it's all about making your feet warmer inside of your ski boots. So it started with uh, his daughter asking him the question, Dad, why do these thick, well-insulated ski boots still end up giving me cold feet? And that question sparked something in Henrik he wanted to solve, and I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea. I really, I really hope it comes to fruition and ski boot manufacturers out there take on the system and install it in the boots because I want it in my ski boots because not only is it going to make my uh, feet and the circulatory system be able to get blood to my toes more easily, I'm going to be able to buckle up my boots in a firmer way so the performance for enough balance I'm going to be able to get when my ski boots are done up is going to be far greater than without the system. I really hope you enjoy this episode with Henrik and let's jump in and listen to his story and his really interesting invention. Henrik, thank you very much for joining me today. Now for all the people listening, what is VPEX? What have you designed and come up with to make ski boots more comfortable? First of all, thank you for having me here on your podcast. VPEX is an acronym that stands for Versatile Perfusion Control System. Perfusion is a term that I use in my profession for blood flow. We need to have blood that flows all over the body, and then we use the term perfuse, that we perfuse the organs. And what I have done is an adaptation of a ski boot liner that respects the anatomy of the middle foot in a way that it actually preserves blood flow all the way down to the forefoot in a way that no boat does today and also protects important nerves. Moreover, it has one feature that is quite interesting that it, con- it provides a better grip of the middle foot in the ski boat. That is a short explanation of what VPEX stands for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw this, and we'll go into it a little bit further uh, in the chat here, but when I first saw this, it really piqued my curiosity because uh, I, I, you probably don't know yet, but I'm very interested in the body and particularly the feet. The feet are one of my most favorite sort of parts to understand and, and look at and, and do movement exercises with. And so when you came up with this, I was like, oh, that's a, this is quite brilliant. Now, how did the idea come about? Like, why, why did you think there was a problem that needed solving here? Yeah, it's quite simple and sort of obvious when you look in hindsight. Four years ago, I went skiing in a small Swedish ski resort with my seven-year-old daughter. And they sort of asked, why are your feet cold when you have such thick boats? And that's a very good question because ski boots are thick, so they're well insulated. You don't have direct contact with something that's cold. You don't have contact with air. So you should not be freezing in your ski boots. And of course, everybody has realized that you still freeze in the ski boots. And then I started to sort of adding that question with my knowledge with perfusion or blood flow in the body and the uh, arterial anatomy, the anatomy of the arteries in the foot. And could there be something there? And I am a thinker, so I sort of yeah, these sticks in my head until I have sorted them out. And I soon come to realize, yeah, maybe there is something because the most important artery that provides 
blood to the toes <clears throat> actually runs on top of the middle foot. Mm-hmm. And that, that is where we took off of testing this hypothesis first and then afterwards trying to do something, making prototypes and developing the VPEX system. So it started yeah. with a very easy, small question from a young girl. And then I had developed into a new system. And so d- d- developing this, like what were the, what were the stages you, you kind of went through? Because I'm sort of interested in like, you know, if you go and you try and approach a problem like this, like, yeah, what, what were the steps? Like did, uh, yeah, how did you first test? Like maybe some of the, the, the tests you did to see how much that affected blood flow to the toes. Yeah, that is being a scientist as I am, I had to sort of measure the effect that we have here. <clears throat> and uh, we looked in how could we do do so what i did first was actually to take one of my old ski boots and then just take a saw a tiger saw and cut off the front part so i had the toes lows and then we could start measuring and we used laser doppler technology to make micro blood flow in the skin and then we also tested um, toe pressurement where we actually measure the toe blood pressure in the toes that can be done. And then we did it with the ski boats. And then I sort of buckled the ski boat and saw that the blood flow reduction could be up to 90% in the toes when buckling these wow. old, old ski boats. 90%. 90, up to 90%. And so what's the kind of temperature difference someone might actually experience between that, you know, that cutoff versus full free flow? Yeah, that, that, that's a significant difference. And we have done some initial testing in modified ski boots and come up to between four and five degrees in temperature difference between, I tested on my own feet, one boot, the left foot having the system and the right foot not having the system and then temperature probes in between the toes. And then you can see that there was a marked difference and that just continued to grow out through the testing phase. So we had to stop for different reasons after three hours, but it just started to continue to grow the difference between it. So I think in some circumstances, the difference might be even bigger. Wow. Okay. Like, I mean, in Celsius, what sort of degree difference are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking four to five degrees Celsius. And these were okay. all wow. good conditions in that. And of course, for the next ski season, I want to test it more, more and more and see if we can get more robust measurements. The problem is okay. to get good measurements in the foot while you're skiing and being still comfortable having temperature probes in, the, in your boots. Yes. Now, you know, something interesting, I think you know, there's different uh, bits of advice out there, but a lot of the, the advice from a boot fitter would be to not really buckle down the buckles that are over, like the first and the second buckle that's over the top of the, the forefoot and the, and the instep. And so part of that, I think, is because the, there's a problem that's created that you're trying to solve. Um, do you want to explain a little bit about the anatomy of the midfoot and what a conventional ski boot tongue and uh, overlap system, the design there, how, how that interferes and affects the foot? Yeah, that is an interesting question because once I started to get interested to this, I have looked through different CT scans, MRI, and also depictions of the foot in different angles and transactions. And when you look at the midfoot, it's actually triangular in shape more or less. 
almost not a perfect triangle, but meaning on the ridge here, on the top of the midfoot is where the artery and, uh, and the artery and the nerve runs. That is important for your blood flow and pain. And I've got the for for people that are watching yeah. this, uh, yeah, can actually see it. So this is this is the midfoot here of of the right foot. I'll go back. But yeah, it's that section where the green turns into white you're talking about, isn't it? That's where it's yeah. sort of triangular in shape. Yeah, and if you put it, even the transection a bit higher than you have the green here, it's even more triangular. And the ski boot, that has a round conformation. And when you buckle, the forces will tend to make the triangle more and more round, meaning that you get one extreme pressure point, just as you can see on the nerves on the top there. It's like... I we measured also one way of measuring this is to do pressure mapping on the dorsal aspect or on the top of the foot. And you yes. can see where you're showing here that you get one distinct pressure point there because the ski boot and the second buckle just pushes this down toward uh, toward the sole. And then of course you get the occlusion of the artery and also the pressure on the nerve. So yes. perfectly sort of the ski boot does not respect the middle foot is very good for many things but uh, there is one soft spot or one weak spot i would say in the ski boot design versus that uh, yes. of the middle foot now i've put all the full sort of arteries and yes. uh, and nerves on here you can really see that section there you compress that down then this whole front section is affected i'm just going to share your your site. So th that, that pressure part, I think is important. So, so what is this uh, diagram here on your um, website showing? This is one way we wanted to go forward with this. When we looked at what happened on a ski boot and when we did our VPEX modification and how it worked and how we should design it was to do a finite element uh, analysis of this sort of finite element finite element modulation just to see the forces and how are they and how will they be distributed with them without the system to get a better understanding for how it works and yes that confirmed my feeling of how we should design a system like this but i still wanted to go ahead to have sort of some hard data on the design before we did the the final design of the system okay looking now it's sort of very basic. This is the artery, which we actually have made reconstructed from a CT image of a foot. And then you can okay. see that you have the, the sole or the instep or the ski boot where we have created a channel. And above that, we have also the dorsal protection plate that will help to distribute the forces, not from the top, but from the sides. Yes, uh, okay. And because if you look at a typical sort of uh, liner tongue section that goes over the foot. It is, it is definitely not shaped in the, the fashion you've got here. No. It's kind of flatter, isn't it? It is. And then, yeah. as I said, because the peak or the apex of the middle foot just stands up like a ridge in the middle mm -hmm. and then you have the pressure of the second buckle coming from above. So you need to create that space mm -hmm. for the ridge of the, of the middle foot uh, so it can... Uh, be free and yes have is running freely and so this little uh this chart here showing uh unbuckled and then uh buckled obviously and then with vpex buckled like there's not much difference really 
No. Uh, and is that what is that percentage showing? Is that blood flow? That is the baseline blood flow blood. that okay. we have. We started with blood flow before buckling, uh, and then we buckled, and then we see with and without we pick system. And I was quite fascinating. First, we saw that there was a huge reduction in blood flow when we buckled traditional ski boats, and yeah, of course, that is what we expected. Yeah. But then we we. Um, uh, did the VPEX adaptation and can see that we had completely preserved. And that made me a bit, uh, uh, I, was, uh, I didn't expect to see that good an effect of it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so is this kind of the, the, the working prototype at the moment where it's the, a full kind of replaceable tongue, basically Yes. you would insert? Yes. Okay. Is that, that, is that carbon fiber down there? That is carbon fiber. You can either do it in carbon fiber, or you can do it in in uh, stainless steel. But you need something that can resist the buckling and un unbuckling throughout thousands of cycles. Oh, Otherwise, okay. if you only had plastic, that would still yield uh, after a few bucklings, and then the system, the effect of the system, would disappear. But you need something yeah. durable because there are high forces when you buckle. The yeah, second, the second yeah. buckle. And I think I was I was asking you too about uh, not only the, the like the blood flow and the like those positive effects of warmer toes that sort of stuff. What about um, performance? And I know maybe you haven't actually measured it as such, but have you yourself found any difference in the ability to feel like better control of the skis because you can now get a better buckling of the of the midfoot down? That is a very good question, because when we started doing pressure mapping, we put pressure sensors on top of the middle foot. We could see without the system, there is one pressure point that pressures exactly on top of the middle foot and does so very hard. But with the system, that pressure point is moved into two pressure points on the sides. And then I realized all of a sudden we have a three-point fixation of the middle foot instead of a two-point fixation with just a pressure pressing down working more or less against the arch of the foot, trying to press, press that down. Now we get two pressure points from the side and that should secure the middle foot better in the ski boat, which would in, in lead to better force transmission for sort of more, more alpine races uh, that have high demands. So I think that's another feature and that's quite interesting. Once you start digging in this system and thinking about it and measuring things, you do see new things also. So I think mm. that is a feature that comes as an extra with the with the, the VPEX. If you're serious about stepping up your skiing skills, listen up. I've been working closely with the Carve team for over four years, and they've just unveiled a groundbreaking feature, Active Coaching Mode. And here's the lowdown. Launch it at the top of your run and go through a quick calibration with 10 turns, and it sets a baseline just below your current skill level. From there, every turn is a challenge, adapting on the fly to your skill, terrain, and conditions. No fluff, just a gamified experience pushing you to ski better every turn. It does this by using a super thin insole lined with small pressure sensors and motion detectors. It's like having a personal coach analyzing your every move. And here's the sweet part. If you hit a hot streak with excellent form and you're in for double or triple points, it's addictive, rewarding. Like I said, it's a very gamified experience and it transforms every run into a step towards better skiing. If you're intrigued, and you should be, check out Carve and dive into active coaching mode. Just Google Get Carve to find out more, and as a bonus, enter code 
GELLY15 to take 15% off. It's amazing. I've heard from the Carve team that now nearly over a third of the users are using active coaching mode when they go out and ski with it. So why not give it a try yourself? And I know you're, you're the scientist, so you, you don't like claiming sort of anecdotal stuff, but did, <laughs> did you feel, did you feel a difference? Like, do you feel you ski with better yeah, grip or better control? Yeah, of course you, you start to ski and then you feel, yeah, you can feel the difference. But uh, honestly, if I hadn't been thinking about it, I might not have felt the difference when I skied. Okay. But it's very subjective and I don't being like, being subjective, I like being objective, yes. like this. Yes. I want hard data to show this is the thing. This is how it works. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. And were there any kind of uh, ups or downs, like challenges along the way that were like sort of interesting to to overcome? Like, what was the first way you tried to distribute this pressure, and so it wasn't all on one point; it was over over two points. Like, how did you come about? Yeah, was there a first type? prototype that wasn't yeah as effective yeah well the thing is i've gone through destroying quite a few ski boots now as i said the first pair i just sawed off the top of the ski boot to have access to the toes and now i have uh, adapted liners where we created this channel and i put on the protection plate on the upper side there and that took a couple of rounds before i got it right because it's hard to work within inside of the liner but overall, the development has gone uh, without any draw setbacks. There has been some works on creating the prototypes that I wanted to just recreate that and how we should manufacture those. But in the overall, minor setbacks as always, but the road has gone ahead quite nicely now. And where are you at now? What's, uh, <clears throat> what's, the, what's the next steps? Because I think we were chatting the other day, like, do you... Yeah, how do you how do you take this into the into yeah. the ski world? Maybe that is where I'll start getting the setbacks. What I have done is, of course, to protect this with patents. So we have received a Canadian patent, we have received Chinese patent, we have also received the US patent just a week ago, and the European patent is sort of on the last lap before being finally approved. And the PCT application looked very good. So I don't foresee any problems uh, that we should have good protection with this system in terms of patents. And then it start to convince ski boot manufacturer that this is something that they could put into their ski boots and actually sell with a premium price. So what I'm doing right now is trying to get market research data to see what people, skiers, boot fitters think about this system. Is it good? What do they think? Can you know their companies, the ski boat manufacturers? So the big question is, can they make money out of the system? And mm -hmm. I do honestly think so. There is a premium price because everybody freezes, and you know that people tend to buy these active heating pads or socks with for ski boats that are quite That's me. in price. You have one yeah. of those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not I cheap. So that. if it was, yeah, included so, in the price of the boot, it would be better, and then you're not. You, having no. batteries attached to your feet no, and, and they won't legs. break down either so of course that's yeah. a premium price and that is important to show that they can make some more money doing this system the good thing is that the adaptation and the cost of materials is quite low with the system so i hope so so i'm getting the market data i have the patents in place um, i have started to set up a website you showed some parts of it for anybody who's interested 
And then I have gotten contacts in the industry and start make talk, start discuss with them seriously about incorporating this in a ski boot. So hopefully yeah. it will be on the shelf of a ski boot uh, uh, soon in different shops. Yeah, I I look forward to it. I mean, yeah, that's why I reached out to you. I think it's a it's, it's a brilliant design. I've had frostbitten toes, so now I have to, if it's a little bit cold, use. Uh, heated socks that sort of thing and then i i really could see the performance effects and you know not everyone's out there to ski incredibly well but i really enjoy that part so i could see it it sort of have a have a twofold effect in 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 positive way on on both those areas so i'm i'm quite excited Uh, hopefully some people that are listening here that are connected in the ski world that know the boot manufacturers that sort of thing Get it, get a hold of this because I think it would be fantastic to see it incorporated in general uh, in ski boots around the world. Henrik, is there anything else you wanted to to add here or or um, direct people to in case they did want to get in touch? Maybe say the 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 website. Um, yeah, the website we set up a month ago, and you everybody's of course welcome to look at that vpextechnology.com. So it's VPEX versatile perfusion control system. And there you have contact information on the website if you're interested in contacting me. Great. Fantastic. Well, yes. all the best with it, Henrik. I hope it goes really well. I hope to be skiing with it in my boots someday. And I'm really grateful for your time uh, chatting with us today. Yes. And thank you for having me. It's been quite a, an honor to be here. And I hope that you'll see this VPEX ski boot soon. Some of you may already know that I've been advising Carve and working with the team for some time now. And this year, the team has come up with probably some of the most exciting developments to date. They've been working on representing the most fun parts of skiing in their system. They've developed three brand new metrics, progressive edging, early weight transfer, and one that measures the G-force in a turn. And that one, I have to say, I got to try it out this winter in Australia, and that is really fun. This new addition is going to be incredible for anyone who's looking to really push their skiing up a notch. Now, what's even more interesting for this year is the system now detects what terrain you're on and pulls that into your Ski IQ score. This is a huge change and a great upgrade because sometimes it would only really score well if you were skiing on perfectly groomed snow. Now it's going to accommodate and adjust whether you're skiing in steeper slopes, more chopped up snow or firmer snow. So this is a very big change that I think is massive kudos to the team to keep pushing and progressing the app even further. If you're the kind of skier that is looking for a tool to help push your technique that little bit further, then you should definitely check out what Carve can do. Use the code GELLY15, that's G-E-L-L-I-E-1-5, to get 15% off for the next two weeks.